Welcome to episode 19 of the Home and Away podcast. I'm Caleb Lorenz, joined as always by my brother and co-host, Jacob Cobby. How are we doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling, you know, just relaxing. And for those of you not watching on YouTube, today we're joined by another very special guest, our boy, Zach Lane and Zach. How are we doing? Thanks for joining us. Doing good, man. Just chilling. Feeling good. And uh, we wanted to talk a little NBA playoffs today, and essentially there's nobody else we could have had on. Zach's been talking about an NBA playoffs pod since <laughs> we started. Like, he, this man wants to talk about NBA playoffs so bad. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not even going to try and get into discussions with him. He says something, I'm probably just going with it. But he uh, – League pass God right there. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> yes, anybody sir. who – I don't know anybody who watches, follows – cares about the NBA more than this man. So um, he, he's going to talk some knowledge. I'm going to make some just random picks. Cobb watches a little more NBA than me, so so he's a little more locked in. But uh, we're going to get into some discussion and have some fun with it. Boys, you ready? Ready. Yes, sir, first of all, we should say that we're, we're recording this on Friday, and this is before the last playing game between um, the Grizz and the Warriors. So let's 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 handle that business first. Who who do you guys got in that tonight? I'll I'll go with my pick first. I've got I've got Golden State to take that one home pretty handily. You know the Grizzlies they started strong against the Spurs, but I just don't think they have what it takes to beat the beat the Warriors um, tonight. But but who do you guys got, Zach? Who you got? I got the Warriors too. I think it's a home game, I believe, for Golden State. It should just, be, yeah. There's just no way. I mean, it's the Warriors outplayed the Lakers the other night. And Lakers got lucky. So if the Warriors just play like they did last night and have a better second half, I mean, there's just no way they lose to the Grizzlies. As much as I love John Morant and Dylan Brooks, there's just no way they they pull it off. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going the Warriors as well. Um, I think I don't know. Steph Curry is, I mean, possibly the best player in the league right now. He's just, possibly playing his best basketball ever best, right now. Yeah, honestly, right. So right. right. So I mean essentially really in the NBA playoffs, like that can, that can do a lot. So um, you get, you give me the best player in the floor on arguably the better team. Yeah. I'll take them for sure. Yeah. And I've seen, I saw a funny thing on um, ESPN or first take or something this morning and the Grizzlies offense has been worse actually since Jaron Jackson came back, which is kind of crazy um, to think of, but yeah, I think the Warriors just got too much for them tonight. And I think the Grizzlies, though, might be one of those teams that in a couple of years we could see them making some noise with, you know, with that duo of Jaron Jackson and John Morant for years to come. For sure. But, all right, now we'll head over to the big picture here. Um, I got the NBA playoff bracket pulled up right in front of me here. Um, got some interesting matchups. We'll start out in the West. Uh, Utah's got the one seed. The two seed is Phoenix. Denver got the three, the Clippers are four, Dallas is five, Portland six, and then the Lakers got the seven by winning the playing game, and then the eight seed will most likely be the Warriors unless Memphis pulls off the upset tonight. Um, so, you know, we've got some pretty intriguing matchups in the first round, honestly. I think for me, um, the one that I'm looking most forward to in the first round is the Denver-Portland matchup. Um, just because I think both of those teams, you know, you're looking at Denver without Jamal Murray and you're looking at Portland who Dame Lillard has had, you know, an un unreal career type year. Um, and I think they're all healthy now. I think CJ's back. I'm not, I'm not sure. Zach, you probably know better than me. He's back, right? CJ's yeah, back. CJ's back. He's been so back. CJ's back. Like they're back. Now. They're back, you know, at full strength and, uh, and everything. So I think that's going to be a really awesome series to watch. I still don't think they have anybody that can really, um, go against Jokic, but um, what, what's your guys' most intriguing matchup out West to look for in the first round? For me, I think if the Warriors win tonight, I think the Warriors and Jazz is actually going to be a pretty good series because I think it was I think it was Charles Barkley said this like last week or something. He said the Utah Jazz are the Bucks of the West, <laughs> and that was the truest thing I've ever heard because the I think the Bucks are better this year than they have been the past two years. And I think Utah has basically played the, what the Bucs did the past two seasons. They've had a great regular season, great offensive rating, great defensive rating. And 
I just don't think they're built for the playoffs. I really don't. Um, I think they'll probably still beat the Warriors, but I think the Warriors will give them at least like six games, which is, you know, tough. Or we could even see a We Believe Warriors again where the Warriors upset them. You never know. That'd be because awesome. With, with Curry playing the basketball, he is now. You never know. And Donovan Mitchell sat out the whole rest of the regular season with that ankle injury. So he's going to be just coming back for the first round of the playoffs. Who knows how his ankle is going to be, how rusty he's going to be. Conley was out for the last couple of games of the regular season. Who knows how his health is going to stand up. Um, so if, if I think it all comes down to how Curry can play, if they end up winning tonight, and then the health for the Jazz. Um, I think that could be a tough series for the Jazz. I think uh, on a personal note, I'm excited for the 4-5 or five matchup. Um, I don't necessarily think that that the uh, the Mavs have a realistic shot of beating the Clippers in the series. But as a J.J. Reddick guy, um, I mean, I would love to see my guy advance deep into the playoffs. So uh, I- I'll be tuned into that one for sure. And, I mean, you never know what can happen in a series like that. It's a 4-5. or five. It's, I mean, in most years, a toss-up, obviously. The Clippers aren't a prototypical four seed, um, but I think it's – it's a good matchup, and anytime you have Luca playing, it's it's an exciting time to watch. So that one's a good one for me. I think that if we see them get upset first round, we could we could be looking at the PG Kawhi era over in um, LA over there. We could look at that. Hundred percent. I saw I the think. some reports came out like a couple weeks ago that the Warriors were going to offer Kawhi Max in the off season. That'd be and scary. if they don't win the championship this year, I wouldn't be surprised if Kawhi said yeah I'll go to Gold State <laughs> with Bro, a healthy just, Clay healthy staff and Draymond that'd be a that's like the thing is <laughs> the thing to consider already with the Warriors is like they've had a pretty damn good year and they're missing arguably their second best player like yep that's not crazy. arguably he is no, yeah, he is. right I mean well I mean there's times where like Draymond like in a series or something could be their second best yeah. player or second most valuable player. But like, yeah, for a full 82 game season, Clay's obviously their second best player. Like, so to think of, I mean, they're a playoff team without their second best player. It's kind of scary thinking about him coming back. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go, let's go over our picks for the West here. First off, we've got uh, Utah versus Memphis slash golden state. Um, who do you guys like in that? Who you who are you guys feeling? I'll let uh I'll let Caleb go first, shake it up a little bit, and Zach, you go second. I'll round it out. Uh, I think, I think Zach said it earlier. Like it's it's hard to see Utah losing that series, um, just because of how well they played this this year. But it comes down to like you said, if if Steph kind of really just goes crazy for four out of the seven games, like there's a chance that they could steal the series. But I think Utah's team is just too good, so I'm gonna go with the Jazz. Yeah, exactly. you got. I'm with Caleb. But the tough thing with the Jazz, even though you know they've they've had a great regular season, they're the one stat that stands out the most with the Jazz. They're the only team in the NBA that's top five in offensive and defensive rating. They're number four in both. So that right there, I mean, you know, that's tough to beat. That's going to be tough to beat in the playoffs. I mean, that's not a fluke that they did that in the regular season. Um, I still like the Warriors' chances that they do win tonight because um, Curry, like Caleb said, Curry could go to crazy and he could average 45 a game and just you know who knows especially if you know Donovan Mitchell's health is still a question mark his ankle Conley's health is still a question mark um but I still like the Jazz and probably I'd say Jazz got it in like six games I think Curry's definitely got one game where he's gonna probably drop like 55 points and just get him a win so I say Jazz and six yeah I I actually had the exact same thing I got Utah over Golden State four to two six-game series. Um, I will say this. I love watching the Jazz play, just the way they share the ball and, and move the ball. And uh, Joe Ingles is one of my favorite guys in the NBA um, just because he does literally all the dirty work. And, you know, he does not care. He's not flashy. He's not athletic. And he just does all the dirty work. And, you know, he has those games sometimes in the playoffs or even in the regular season where it's just like he'll come out and have freaking 10 assists, 10 boards, and give you 15 give you a little triple double or something, you know, or a near triple double. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you look at him and you're like, this dude's doing this to my team. Like how? So um, I think he's going to be a, he's going to be a big factor in that, you know, um, other than that matchup with, you know, Donovan Mitchell and, and Steph. Um, so moving on, 
Uh, we got the Clippers versus the Mavs. I'll give you my thoughts on this first. I think a gentleman sweep Clippers 4-1 over Dallas um, in that series. I, I don't think Dallas – I think Dallas will get a game, but I don't think Dallas really has a huge chance in there, and I, I think the Clippers are out for vengeance kind of this year. What do you guys think? Zach, what are you feeling? I'm going to pick the Clippers, too. I got the Clippers at six, though. I think Dallas is, you know, the the bubble last year, the Clippers obviously weren't the Clippers in the bubble. I don't know what team showed up in the bubble. That was not the Los Angeles Clippers. I think Lucas still got some magic in him. I think he got two games on him last year, hit that game winner. Um, I think Porzingis was not healthy in that series last year. He missed, I think, like three of the six games um, or like four of the six games, something like that. So Porzingis is healthy this time. Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing probably the best basketball of his career. Um, J.J. Redick is now on the Mavericks. I think he brings a, I mean, more three-point shooting to him, brings leadership to him. Luca's, I mean, Luca, you know, he's going to get 30, 15, and 10 every game almost. Dorian Finney-Smith's playing good for him right now too. So I think the Clippers will probably still win, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. Um, I say probably Clippers in six though. Yeah, I think for me, uh, the deepest I see the series going is six games. Um, I think, like, it could even be something like Dallas steals two of the first three, but then at the end of the day, it just, I don't know, the Clippers just become the Clippers, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are too good for the the, the Mavericks to handle. So I think for me, that's it. Um, the the farthest it goes is six games. And I, I kind of lean more on Cobb's side of a gentleman's sweep, a little 4-1 action. So Yeah, and then um, the most intriguing matchup to me of, of the first round in the Western Conference, uh, Denver versus Portland. Um, you know, like I said, you know, you got Denver, you got Jokic, and Portland has that, that dynamic duo in the backcourt. That's that's going to be one of the most exciting ones for me to watch. For me, I have Denver over Portland in uh, seven games. I think that one's going to go seven. You know, there's always a couple, I feel like, in the first round that do go seven. So uh, that's one of the ones that I'm looking at to go seven games, and I think that one's going to be one of those ones that you want to tune into every night. Um, Caleb, what do you think about that one? Give me – I'll take a seven-game series in this one because I think it is going to be very exciting. Um I think playoff Dame Lillard's really good, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, with the Trailblazers in seven games. Uh, man, I just want it to be his time. Honestly, like out of anything, I just want it to be Dame Lillard's time. Like he he flies so Dame under Lillard. the radar, and like by all accounts, seems to like go about playing the right way. Super loyal to the city of Portland, like when nobody really is, like or has a reason to. So. Let Dame Lillard have some shine. I'll go. I'll go Portland in seven. I'm with Caleb on this one too. I got Portland in seven as well. Um, I think it's just a good matchup. I think they match up well with each other. Um, even though Denver doesn't have Jamal Murray, they ended up getting Aaron Gordon, which was a massively underrated pickup at the trade deadline. No one really talked about it, and he played great for them, has played great all season. Um, and after they lost Jamal Murray in their 10 games, after they lost Jamal Murray, they went nine and one Denver did. Hmm. So, I mean, that's not like they just fell apart after they lost Jamal Murray. Um, and Michael Porter Jr. is playing. I mean, yeah. He's having a breakout season this year. He's up for most improved player of the year. So he's, I think Denver's got a good shot, but I think Daniel Lillard's probably one of the most disrespectful players in the league and it's damn time. And the Blazers are going to win at seven. It's just Dame time. And CJ McCollum got healthy at the right time. Nurkic is healthy now for him. They got Ennis Cantor back. They got Robert Covington now, who's a great defender. Um, they got some bodies they can throw at Jokic. And they also got Mello. And Mello's going to – I think Mello could – he's a guy that could be a sleeper. You know, he could, end up, he could end up making – you know, he could have a night where he goes six and nine from three for – 25 points you know you just you never know i like trailblazers in seven though yeah i think it's gonna be a fun one to watch but you know i got faith in my guy Jokic to get it done and i just think that i think that Jokic and aaron gordon down there are going to be too much for them because that's really that's the area that portland struggles the most is like interior presence so i don't know uh with Nurkic, you know he's up and down you know, he he kind of has those good games, has those bad games, and then, you know, he gets injured a lot. So, 
I mean, I would love to see him play well, but at the same time, I don't know. We get it, bro. You just you just want Jokic to win. We get it. Jokic is going to be a problem for them. But I I will say this though that I think whoever wins that, I mean, we're going to be looking at a pretty a pretty fire series uh, for the second round between the the two seven matchup where we have Phoenix against the Lakers. I think I know I know where all of us are probably going to go with this pick. But let me go first. But let's hear what Caleb has to say first then, I guess. All right, let's hear it. I, like, I'm not going to pick Phoenix. So, I, I know you probably thought I was going to say something like it. But if Phoenix were to win the series, I would take the Trailblazers in the second round. But I'm taking the Lakers, realistically, gentlemen sweep. Like, there's no chance. I just don't trust, right? Like, do I think Devin Booker's really, really good? Yeah, I do. Like, but I don't necessarily know that Devin Booker's built for the moment, to be honest. Like, I just don't know that that's him. And Chris Paul absolutely is and is going to be a huge weapon for them. But, I mean, Chris Paul is also old and, like, I don't know. I just – I don't feel that game – that series going more than five games. That's just the way I feel about it. Zach, let us know what you think. <laughs> Well, you know, as you guys know, I'm a LeBron fan until I die, so you already know what my pick is. I'm I'm with Caleb on this, though. I got uh, Lakers in five. The Lakers are the first seventh seed, I think, in the past 30 seasons to be favored in a series. Right now, they're favored in Vegas to win the series. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence. They're, they're getting healthy at the right time. The Lakers are. We got all our players back now. Um, I mean, we didn't play great basketball against the Warriors the other night, but we have two of the top ten players in the league on our team. So we were able to just will our way to a win with that. Up five. Um, the thing that sucks and what I was really mad about is I'm really pissed at the Clippers for tanking their last 10 games of the season and not getting that third seed and avoiding the Lakers because now you got – I was really upset because I love Chris Paul and I'm really mad that his boy LeBron is going to have to knock him out in the first round of a gentleman's sweep after having a potentially MVP season. Um, I was really hoping that the Lakers wouldn't have to play the Suns first round just because I was like man I really do I really want Chris Paul to at least get to the second round and win a playoff series um so that kind of sucks but I just don't I just don't think the Phoenix has enough I mean DeAndre Ayton they played a couple they played like I think it was their third to last game of the season the Lakers played the Suns and AD without LeBron and AD at 42 on DeAndre Ayton I mean I just don't think DeAndre Ayton has a chance against Anthony Davis I, I think the Lakers will beat him in five yeah, I think uh, I'm looking at a I'm looking at a gentleman's in that too. Or actually, I could see it going six. Um, only because you look at like a lot of these Bron teams, like these teams that he's on. Like sometimes they kind of, I don't know. It's almost like they relax a little bit too much. But I was watching the game the other day against Golden State, and they had that starting lineup of Schroeder. Um, I, I forget if it was KCP or Wes Matthews that started at the two. I forget who it was. It's KCP. kind of beyond the point. Um, but then they had Braun and then they had Drummond and AD in the front court. And that they said that was the first time, uh, like, you know, Schroeder, Braun, AD, and Drummond. That was that was a third time is all that they've all been mm -hmm. on the court together. So, you know, we're looking at them getting healthy right at the right time. And hopefully that could be a team, you know, they still haven't peaked yet. They could peak right now at the right time and mm -hmm. they can make a run for for the for the championship because Honestly, even though they're the seventh seed, they're probably the most talented team in the league, yeah. maybe besides mm -hmm. the, the Nets. So um I uh I want to make a couple points if that's all right. Yeah. Um, go ahead. First one being I think like this experiment or whatever it is in Phoenix with Chris Paul being there, anyone who could have possibly doubted Chris Paul before, like this kind of has to show that like dudes for real, he's kind of gone everywhere he's been. He's never really, like, obviously those teams with the Clippers were were really talented teams, but, like, I don't know. He's never he's never been a part of a super team or anything, and he seems to just carry his teams and, like, take them to an extra level whenever they get there. Like, the Suns without Chris Paul and the Suns with Chris Paul are a drastically different team, and, like, the biggest change is Chris Paul. It's not like it's other people that made the huge difference. Um, and then I think with the Lakers – one big thing I like to point out is it seems like their role players have an extreme amount of confidence in like, I'm probably, you probably credit LeBron and AD for giving them that. Like Alex Caruso hits a like key shot off the side of the backboard from corner three. Right. 
but then goes and gets a steal the next possession. Like so many role players could have let that, that miss turn into another mistake on the defensive end and they get a bucket and like golden State has a win at that point. But like the confidence that they have, and then he comes in and are like off the fast break, made a great pass into a layup or I think that might've been actually LeBron getting fouled by Draymond, but then like the confidence that their role players play with, it has to be accredited to LeBron and AD. It, it kind of separates them from other teams for me. Alex Caruso was the best player on the Lakers in that playing game. He was our leading scorer at halftime. And then we were literally going to lose that game. And Frank Vogel sat Dennis Schroeder and he sat Andre Drummond. He put in Wes Matthews and he put in Alex Caruso. And then we completely flipped the script in the second half after he sat those two. Because oh. Caruso, I mean, he didn't lock up Curry. Curry had 37, but he – he played he the about best as good a defense Curry. as you can on, on Curry. But I think yeah. that's, like, at the same he level. He got the stop of, when like, they needed it, too. I think that's mm-hmm. at the same level of saying, though, like, you never – like, you go back to the the series where um, the Warriors beat the uh, – who it was in Cleveland at that point, and, like, Andre Iguodala got credit for, like, stopping LeBron. Yes, LeBron's stats were still, like, unbelievable, just like Curry's <laughs> were in that playing game. But, like – it's all relative, right? Because, I mean, yep. stopping stopping Dennis Schroeder is him scoring, like, two points in, like, mm-hmm. games over. But, like, stopping LeBron is literally maybe a 15-point triple-double just because, like, he's going to fill the stat sheet regardless. So, mm-hmm. I think relatively to what it could have been, like, he really did come in and, and make a big impact against Steph. 100%. Yeah, and the last question I had for you guys about the Western Conference, what would be the second-round matchup that you would most look forward to? For me, it's the Clippers versus Utah in that second round because I think, you know, the Clippers are kind of not really they're, – they're kind of, you know, a weird four-seeded four team. I think I think in a normal year, those two seeds might be flipped where you look at the Clippers as a one, you know, and Utah as a four, but it's kind of been a funky year all around. But I'm, I'm looking forward to that series as, as one that could be very, very competitive. And I would, I would love to see Utah make it to the Western Conference Finals. I really would. I would like Utah to make the West Conference Finals too, just because I'd like to see anyone beat the Clippers. But <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know if I have really much faith in Utah and the Clippers. I mean, they're they're the number one three point shooting team in the NBA. The Utah Jazz number two. So the Clippers just, I mean, the, it's still hard to trust Paul George though. He's still, I mean, he had a better regular season this year than he did last year, but it's still hard to just trust that what he's going to do in the playoffs. He always seems to turn into a different player. So it's yeah. so hard to see what he's going to do, but Playoff um, I just, that's a tough series to pick. I really don't think the jazz would stand yeah. a chance against which, the Clippers. Though. Which series, but which series are you looking most, are you most looking forward to in the second round? If you could pick one matchup to see in the second round. I mean, it's two options, right? For me, yeah. I, I, I think mean, the, I think the Lakers, I think the Lakers Portland, series is very exciting for me Um, that could be a good series too right and I think it has an opportunity to be a good series and like at at that point then I think you have I mean argument's sake for me in the Western Conference you have the two most exciting players um in the Western Conference remaining like you have Damian Lillard and you have LeBron James so I think that matchup for me is is very exciting um and I think it's one that could go six or seven games and like even in a six-game series, it, it still is exciting. It's not kind of like a, a runaway six-game series. Yeah, then moving moving over to the Eastern Conference. Um, <laughs> you good, bud? <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Damn, got you choked up on the pod, huh? All right. Uh, moving over to the Eastern Conference, uh, the seeding goes as follows. We got Philly at one. Uh, Brooklyn's at, got the two seed, Milwaukee at three, New York at four, Atlanta at five, Miami at six. The seventh seed is Boston, and then Washington won that second playing game to get the eighth seed. Um, so the seeds are already set there. The plan's already over um, in the East. Um, I'm going to go over the same question. I'm going to ask you guys, which first-round matchup are you guys most looking forward to? For me personally, I am most looking forward to – the Knicks being back in the playoffs and going against an Atlanta team that has flown completely under the radar. And to me, Nate McMillan is, is a really great coach. And I think that was really the big turning point in their season was, was bringing him on um, to uh, coach that team. Uh, what are you guys thinking? 
I'll go first in this one just because I think Zach will have more of a realistic opinion than me. Um, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference playoffs, and to be honest, I've watched more than one game for maybe two of these teams. So um, I think the most exciting one uh, as far as storylines for me is going to be that Milwaukee-Miami matchup just for the pure fact of seeing if Milwaukee can like kind of get something going in the playoffs. Uh, Cause I know you guys mentioned earlier, like the regular season Milwaukee bucks and the, the postseason Milwaukee bucks are two vastly different teams. Um, so I think starting off on a good note for them and maybe getting like a, a four, one or a four, two series win would be a huge start for them there. For me, the, I think both those series, I think the Hawks and Knicks is going to be a good series. Because um, ever since Nate McMillan took over for the Hawks, they've been a completely different basketball team. Just, I mean, just completely different basketball team. Yeah. They played great basketball down the stretch. They I need to the extend Knicks, that man's contract, first yeah, of all. 100%. He's still interim head coach. Come on now. Mm-hmm. I think the Knicks, I don't know, the Knicks is tough because they don't have, like, necessarily the best offense. Um, I mean, they have the 23rd ranked offense, but they do have the number three defense. And defense is probably going to get you more wins in the playoffs. Um, Julius Randle's playing best basketball career by far. But I just – that's that's going to be a good matchup for sure. Tough to really know how that one's going to go. And then the Bucks heat, I think it's going to be a good series because the Bucks, you know, I think people thought they were going to go a lot farther in the bubble last year. And the heat kind of came out of nowhere and surprised everybody ended up making the finals. Um, and even though the heat are the sixth seed, they probably should be a higher – they probably should have had a better season, but they had Jimmy Butler was injured at the beginning, Goran Dragic was injured at the beginning, and they kind of didn't really start playing good basketball until this last, like, two months. So they're just now playing their best basketball towards the end of the season, which is, you know, going to be tough for the Bucks. I think this could be, um, like, vastly different from your guys' opinion or anyone's opinion. So if this is the case, let me know. But, like, looking at the Eastern Conference playoff bracket, like, I don't see a game up until probably the Eastern Conference Finals that I would be more excited about that series than I am about, like, two different first-round matchups in the Western Conference playoffs. Like, the Western Conference playoffs excite me so much more than the Eastern Conference do this year. I don't – I mean, I may be a vast minority here, but to me it seems way more exciting in the West. I think I – I kind of disagree. I'm I'm very excited to see the Knicks-Atlanta matchup. I'm actually really intrigued to see what Washington will do against Philly at the one seed um, because I think I think Russ might give you more than you expect there oh. for Philly. And then I am also very intrigued by the Milwaukee-Miami because, I mean, if you if you go back to last year, I mean, Miami beat Milwaukee. Miami is a championship team. And Miami, if, if I'm not mistaken, just got healthy and has, you know, all their, what, like top six, seven guys all came back and they went into the finals last year. So, I mean – that's intriguing to me. And then especially if you look at if you look at Milwaukee winning and you're potentially could look at Milwaukee, um, Milwaukee versus Brooklyn in the second round. I mean, I mean, you got you got to think about those things, man. I, the, the tough thing, though, is with the Western and Eastern Conference, like when the Lakers played the Knicks with like four games left in the regular season, they had the same record. The Lakers were the like ninth seed at the time or the eighth seed at the time. The Knicks were the fourth seed at the time. And they had the same record. Right. So it's kind of like the, just the difference in like talent in the Western and Eastern Conference. The teams in Western Conference are so much better talent wise than I think. Like you really got besides, besides maybe Brooklyn and you got Milwaukee the top three teams yeah. in the East. But other than that, it's like, you know, are the Hawks and Knicks really going to do anything? Right. No. Like it feels like significantly different like divisions. Right. And, it, and it's been that way for a while. Like, you looked at back when it was like, all right, it's either going to be LeBron out of Cleveland or maybe PG and in Indiana steals like a series and they can go to the finals. Like other than that, and then like the Sixers got better, but it was still a two-team race out in the East where mm-hmm. you were like, well, there could be five different teams coming out of the West that win, win the Western Conference and go to the finals from there. So I think there's, there's a lot more parity in the West and there's just, like Zach said, significantly more talent for the most part. Yeah, top and when bottom. it comes to the playoffs, stars are going to win you games. Yeah, the team with the better players right. and the better stars, they're going to win you games and the experience. Yeah. So when it comes to the Hawks and Knicks, just don't have that star talent. You know, exactly. whoever wins that, whoever wins that series, 
they're going to lose their second round matchup. I mean, I right. don't see them getting it past that. Like in a vacuum, that series is exciting because those two teams are almost the same. Like they're not yeah, exactly. They both have like players that are on the edge of being stars, right, but they're right. not quite there yet. It's not like they're a team built mm-hmm. of like good role players for the most yep. part. And like yeah. once they get to the second round and they play the Sixers, they're just going to get their cheeks clapped for the most part. Um, I think I'll leave you with this fancy scenario before we uh, before we go into uh, the picks for each each uh, series. A very fantasy scenario whenever I say this, but how how much would you guys love to see Boston come out and Jason Tatum just drop like 40, 40 a game and just come out and just give the Nets a run for their money? Take it to like I six or seven. I would love to see Jason Tatum come out and ball, but I think even if he averages 45 a game in the series, it's still a sweep. There's just no way. That's why I said Boston very has had, Boston was lucky to get the seventh seed. They yeah. have been pretty much terrible all season. They're four and six in their last 10 games to end the season. Um, yeah. I, I picked the Wizards to beat them in the plan and get the seventh seed because I was really hoping we'd get Russ versus KD in the first round. Um, but the Celtics ended up somehow winning. Jalen Brown's now hurt. Yeah. And I just don't see the Celtics really doing anything. Right. That's like the area where stars win you a series, but it doesn't matter if you have one star who could literally average 45 a game in the series, but you're going against KD and James Harden and Kyrie Irving. So just yeah. like there's no chance. Yeah, no chance. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's get in. Let's get into picks. Um First matchup, we got Philly versus uh, Washington. Like I said, I, I I would like to see Russ kind of push them a little bit and at least at least take one, but I think uh, it's probably going to be Philly over Washington and a gentleman sweep five games. Um, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. But I, I I'll say this: look for Russ to have one of those one of those games where you just kind of are in awe, like you know, whenever he's had those 20-20-20 games like that. You know, I feel like we'll look to see him have one of those. I got the you, uh, I got the Sixers in five as well. Um, I think it's just a tough matchup for the Wizards. Sixers just had more talent, but I think the Sixers are going to steal one game, and it'll be probably a game that either Russell Westbrook has a ridiculous stat line of like twenty twenty and twenty or something, or Bradley Beal drops like fifty five points and just can't miss. And that's really the only way that they're going to steal a game or even have a chance in this series. But I mean, the 76ers have a number two ranked defense. There's just no way that I mean they just got too many good players right i think two guys got to get loose for four games it's got to be brad beal and rusk kind of going crazy for four games for them to win the series and i think it might happen one so i'm gonna go with you guys it's a five game series and philly takes it four one yeah um and then moving on uh to the i feel like this is the matchup that like the analysts like Stephen a and all of them have been talking about the most i think it's because you know new york's such a big market um, but you got you got the New York Knicks back in the playoffs for the first time since uh, when's the last time? Probably whenever they had Melo and Jr. in them and 20, Jr. Twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. Jr. was on time. one knee throwing up the threes. That was probably the last mm-hmm. time they were in playoffs. So, um, in that series, uh, I'm gonna go New York over Atlanta in seven. That's 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 how I think it's gonna go. I think New York's defense is gonna be a little too much, and you're looking at Atlanta. You know, I think that acquisition of one of bringing in Nate McMillan as a coach, and then two, I think bringing in Rondo has greatly improved that team. Maybe from Rondo's a leadership on the standpoint, now. too. Um, what? Rondo's on the Clippers now. <laughs> oh, he left already. Yeah, he got <laughs> traded. It. That's my fault. They got Lou uh, Will though. They got Lou Will now. They got Lou Will. Okay, that's who it is. Big I was like, they had somebody Will. from that trade though. Um, but I think, I think though you've looked at uh, Trey Young taking some strides this year and he's getting slightly better defensively, but as a whole, I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty, uh, pretty terrible when it comes to the defensive end of the ball. And I just think they won't have enough uh, to stop the Knicks. Um, Clint Capella though, has shaped himself into a real, real, real good player. I mean, I mean, he catches lobs, does all that. He can guard every position almost. So um, I, I do, I do like that matchup. Caleb, who, who do you got in that? I'll give a slight apology to start with. Um, when I said that everyone is a role player in the series, my apologies to Trey Young. He is not a role player. He just can't play defense. Um, <laughs> they still got Gallinari over there, though, right, too? They do have Gallinari. Yeah. They and didn't they trade got, him away at the deadline. They got right? Bogdanovich, too, from the Kings. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to take Atlanta, and I'm going to take Atlanta in six games. Uh, full transparency, uh, I never considered myself the largest NBA fan, and this, this series I don't legitimately know that I've seen either team play one time in a full game. Um, so I'm going to take Atlanta. I'm going to take them in six games just because I don't trust the Knicks at all because they're still the New York Knicks. <laughs> I'm going to go with a Cobb on this one. I got the Knicks in seven. Um, I think Tom Thibodeau should – I mean, Monty Williams probably won coach of the year for the Suns, but Tom Thibodeau should be a close second or damn near one coach of the year. He's done an outstanding job just getting the Knicks back in the playoff. I'm, I'm sure New York is absolutely buzzing right now. They, I think they opened their capacity to 15K, and they sold it out, sold out at MSG already for, like, every home game. So, New York – I mean, the Garden is going to be buzzing. Um there's just no way that I think the Knicks have the third ranked defense and the Hawks have the 21st ranked defense. They can't guard a traffic cone. So there's just no way that, I mean, even though the Knicks have a pretty bad offense at sometimes can be pretty stagnant. Um, I just think they play tough defense and they really hound you. They really hound your guards with D Rose and Alex Burks. Um, and I'm looking for D Rose to maybe have a resurgence back in the playoffs. I think D Rose could maybe go crazy here feeling good back in the playoffs he's healthy again he's played some good basketball season um i think it'll be a tough series but i got the knicks in seven yeah and good for d rose speaking his mind a little bit today i, I like that i like that from him that was a pretty that post that post tugged at the heartstrings a little bit caleb probably didn't see it did you see it caleb nah some of us basically jobs. was just saying like you need to quit fucking calling me vintage like i'm me i am who i am like i went through these hardships but like i made it through to the other end y'all don't know what i put into it and you know, this is how I play now. You don't quit calling me like old man's game. Yeah, I don't have the speed. I don't have the athleticism I once had, but you know, I'm still here and I'm still I'm still doing what I do. Basically, that was, that was the gist of it. So, I, I respect the hell out of D Rose, man. Yeah, I, I always will. I he, he was that. one of my favorites growing up as a kid, and and it does suck to see him go through all those injuries and not be the same type of player that he was back then. But I've loved these last couple of years seeing him kind of fall into that six man role, that guy off the bench that come and give you 15 to 20 a night. And like with the Knicks, oh my God, him back with Tibbs, like, bro, he's been he like he's been playing great defense in the game. The last few games I've watched of them, like he's really been getting after it defensively too. So does I he love still to see uh, does he still have a signature shoot? Yep. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. That's wild. That's crazy. Hey. <laughs> I think yeah, well, like I mean, here's the now. thing: I think it's like D Rose eleven or D Rose twelve. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta show some respect to Adidas though for riding with him. I'm sure he made they, him a ton of money. Does Dwight Howard still have a signature? No, Dwight Howard's not, not even Dwight with Howard's, Adidas. He's with yeah, I think he's Peak unsigned right like that now. now. I know. I think he was, he was wearing, somebody. He was, rocking, with, he was rocking Kobe's all playoffs last oh, year was with he? the Lakers, but I don't know what he wears now. He might have signed a deal yeah. with somebody. And Power Howards were always asked to. At least the D Rose had a couple. They were they were they were cinder blocks. Cinder blocks. Ugly. Yeah. Uh, all right, but moving on, uh, Milwaukee versus Miami. That was the – was that the semifinal game last year, the conference semis, or what was that last year? Yeah, it was a, it was a second round. Second yeah, round? So semifinal, yeah, semifinals. Yeah, conference – who was the finals then last year in the East? Um, Heat and Celtics. Heat and Celtics. Okay. Looking at this matchup, is pretty intriguing. Um you know, Milwaukee made some moves. Uh, Miami brought back basically the same team, trying to get healthy. Um, Zach, who you got in that one? I think this is a tougher series um, than people probably think it's going to be just because the seeding, you know, you're thinking, oh, Bucks are three, Heat are six. But the Heat are getting healthy at the right time. Um, they're playing good basketball. I just – I think the Bucks are more built for the playoffs this year um, than they were the past two seasons. You know, they've had a worse regular season. Drew Holiday – is white years better than Eric Bledsoe and Way getting PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker's outstanding. He just does all the dirty work and he can shoot the three at a high percentage. Um, and Giannis is healthy now playing good basketball. Um, Chris Middleton's starting to play some good basketball. I think it's going to be a tough series, but I like the Bucks and six. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go next and I'll take, I'll take the Bucks. Um, I'll go six games as well. And I think that the point Zach, Zach makes is, is very important, right? You get two guys in P.J. Tucker um, and in Drew Holiday that are guys who, like, 
aren't too cool to get gritty during playoff basketball. And I think that's really like you get Giannis around those guys. Then you have like a team that can run deep into the playoffs as opposed to like Giannis trying to carry a team. Cause that just, it doesn't feel right in that regard, but you get some leadership and some grittiness in PJ Tucker and drew holiday. And I like those guys to it. Honestly, at least make the, uh, the, ooh, never mind. I don't know. Never mind. But yeah, we'll get, we'll get to the next round. um i hate to go clean sweep on this series uh but i did also have milwaukee winning um but i had it going six or seven games i don't think it's going to be a cakewalk by any means for milwaukee Mm -hmm. and there's some people that cannot stand them but me i am not one of those people i am a huge fan of Jimmy Butler. Uh, I love that he just talks shit and literally just does not care what anybody thinks about him. He was, he's okay with being the villain. He's okay with being the bad guy. And he absolutely puts every single ounce of energy that he has out there on the court almost every night, it feels like. And uh, you got to respect that out of him. Um, you know, and then on the other hand, I think the biggest thing that everybody's going to be looking at is Giannis because right now, you know, his legacy is, is, you know, he's top five guy in the NBA, two-time MVP, defensive player of the year. But I think his legacy can only go as far as his playoff success goes, if that makes sense. Like right now, a lot of people look at Giannis and they're, they look at him as strictly a regular season player. In the playoffs, it's tough because, you know, in the playoffs, teams are okay with giving up those shots and just focusing on kind of clogging the paint so that Giannis can't get in there and do what he does really well, which is get to the bucket and finish at a high rate. So I'm looking at Giannis to hopefully have, have a decent year. I mean, like, I, I wouldn't say I'm a Giannis. Like, I've kind of talked down on Giannis before because it's almost like James Harden said that one time, you know, all he can really do is run and dunk. Like, I mean, his skill is based off his size and athleticism, and really that's it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's, he's a good guy. Like, you know, he seems like a very nice guy, family man. Like, like I don't, I, there's nothing for me to not want him to succeed other than the fact that I'm just jealous that he's a lot bigger and stronger and faster and can jump higher than I will ever be able to at seven foot tall. So it's, it's just, you know, it's crazy. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of rooting for him in this one. Uh, and I'm rooting for Drew Holiday, who's someone that I've been a fan of for a long time, ever since his um, Sixers days, honestly, whenever he, won, he went to that All-Star game, you know, uh, whenever the Sixers were just garbage. Um, but with that being said, Milwaukee is a is a is a clean sweep from us three uh, to win that series. And then moving on to the next one, which I think will probably be a clean sweep as well. We're looking at Brooklyn versus a depleted Boston team missing missing arguably their first or second best player. Some people claim that he's better than Tatum, but I don't think so. Literally um, a clean. I'll just go first. I'm, I got Brooklyn. Brooklyn in four. Yeah, literally yeah, I mean, a clean sweep. Brooklyn couldn't have got a better matchup for their first round matchup. They literally Celtics are playing probably the worst basketball they've played the past five years and they're missing their second best player. Kimball Walker hasn't been the Kimball Walker. He was in Charlotte since he went to Boston. And I just, I mean, Brooklyn's just, come on. There's, this isn't even going to be close series. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be particularly close. Uh, I don't, I do not think I had the one thing I think that I want to say about the Eastern conference before we leave is, I definitely would have liked to see LaMelo somehow make it through the plans and get in, get in the playoffs as a rookie. I don't know. He's so exciting to watch. I know that, I know that uh, everybody gets a little mad at ESPN and all the sports outlets for kind of, you know, hopping on the bandwagon a little too hard at times uh, and posting literally like they call it, what do they call it? LeBron, LeBron center or LaMelo center sometimes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But but dude, he's fun to watch. And and I think that could be a team that I think me and you have talked about it, Zach. That was one of the most fun teams to watch for us this year. And maybe 100%. in the next couple of years, who knows? Maybe they could be a, a team that's in the playoffs and and fighting to go to at least the semis. Side note on that though, who's the rookie of the year? Lamelo or Anthony Edwards? Oh, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. I'm gonna ask you guys. Dude, I have somewhere to be. This is like a four-hour podcast. <laughs> we might have to break and then re- reconvene after this. Bro, it's been it's been 45 minutes, bro. Come on now. I know. I'm just saying I have to leave in like 30. I'm just gonna ask you guys your picks. That's easy. I got one more question on this, and then I got a couple more questions and we're done. But 
out of the possible second round matchups, same question I asked you in the West, which one would you be looking most forward to? For me personally, I'm looking most forward to seeing Milwaukee face off against Brooklyn because I think Milwaukee would be the team to beat Brooklyn if they do it in the East. I don't think there's like there's two games, and if you pick the other one, it's the wrong answer. I think like yeah, I don't, but, you know, some people have been standing the Knicks hard because you know they're a big market yeah, team, and there's just the, whoever wins the series between the Hawks and the Knicks, they have to play the Sixers. They're gonna I, lose in five. The games. Sixers. The Sixers are going to be set. There's the Sixers are setting themselves up real good because they're going to have two pretty easy playoff series. They're going to beat the Wizards in four or five, and then they're probably going to beat the Hawks or Knicks in four or five. I don't see either of those going six. And the right. Sixers and they're match be, up great with the Knicks. They're going to play eight to ten games and be in the conference finals. Like that exactly. is great. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be. Um, but Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Milwaukee is definitely the most of all four of the matchups. Western and East. That's the most exciting by far. Because the yeah. Brooklyn Nets' weakness is the um, Bucks' strength. I mean, they have the Brooklyn has no one that can guard Giannis or can even touch him. And the last two, Brooklyn and uh, the Bucks played twice to end the season, and the Bucks beat them both games. And Giannis had forty in both games. So I mean, granted, the Buc- Brooklyn didn't have James Harden, but still, though, I mean, they they just have no one that can guard and- that can guard Giannis. I think along with that, too, uh, you're looking at Drew Holiday over there as as arguably one of the best defenders in the league, according to, you know, his peers. Like, I think KD was on J.J. Reddick's podcast, said he's the toughest guy to score in the league. So you look at Drew Holiday matching up against, you know, Kyrie or James Harden, either one of those. And then you're looking yeah, at Giannis. Kind of, Giannis is probably one of the best guys to match up against KD. So uh, I think those matchups are going to be great. I think I think Harden is really what makes Brooklyn go. I don't know. That's that's just how I feel. Um, but with that being said, who do you guys having have winning it all? Who do you guys have coming out of the East, out of the West? And then who do you guys have winning it all? For me, I, I want to see it. I want to see it. I would love to see it. I want to see the Lakers. I want to see the Nets. And I want to see it go to seven. And I want to see Bron get it back to back and get his, get his what, his fifth ring, right? His fifth? Yeah, the fifth. We just spent 45 minutes on the first round and then jumped straight to who won. Well, because we might not go, we not the second round's not set yet. We're gonna have to come back to that. Oh, okay. Once first okay. Round games are over. okay. That's fair. I didn't know that this was, was my round. idea. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't discussed. So. Is that okay? We didn't discuss it before the podcast, but you know. Yeah, I think that's now. definitely okay. Zach, you're good to do that. Yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> we, we could reconvene, you know. Okay. Yeah. So we're just making uh making wish picks. Then, yeah, I I, I mean, I think that's kind of. That's not even a wish pick, though. I mean, that's a realistic pick. No, I know. I think that's kind of like the the goal for everyone, including the NBA, right, is you have the Lakers and you have the Nets and it goes seven games. Uh, for me, I mean, just b- because I personally like KD more than LeBron, like not that I disrespect LeBron, but I just like KD more. I'd like to see the Nets win. Um, I would personally love to see Portland come out of the West. I just don't think there's quite enough there for them to come out of the West, um, but – I'm going to go Brooklyn winning it all. I think they kind of come together at the right time and, and get it done. Zach, we already know. Who obviously, <laughs> um, we're healthy at the right time. LeBron's ankle's feeling good. AD's feeling good. We got Schroeder back now. Um, Frank Vogel's done a great job for us. I think it's going to be a tough road for Brooklyn to get to the finals because I think the Bucks and Brooklyn, that second round, I think that's going to go seven games. I really do. Um maybe six. Um, but I think if anyone's got a chance to be broken, might be there, but also the Sixers are going to be playing, you know, maybe eight to 10 games in their first two rounds. And they're going to be sitting there waiting for Milwaukee or Brooklyn. And again, the Nets have no one that can guard Joel Embiid. Nobody that can guard Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's had a potential MVP season. Um, ben Simmons, potentially defensive player of the year, six ten. I mean, he could definitely, you know, he could put – He they got Tobias Harris, too. They got Danny Green, great defender. Um, Matias Theibel, outstanding defender. They got some bodies they can throw um, the Nets way. So, I think the Nets have a tough road to the finals. But it's hard to bet against Kyrie Harden and KD to not make the finals. I mean, that's three of the, you know, top ten players in the league on the same team. It's just hard to bet against that. Um, but I got the Lakers still winning it all. But if LeBron – wins the finals against the nets 
the goat conversation's officially over. I'm sorry. It's officially over. <laughs> the goat conversation's over, huh? I think yeah. with Philly, though, with Philly, like you said, you're looking at them having, to me, a relatively easy route to the Eastern Conference Finals, and the size and length that they have can really trouble anybody. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be completely surprised if they made it out of the East, to be honest. I think in the West, though, you're looking at you're looking at L.A., L.A. either way. I think you're either looking at the Clippers yeah, or the Lakers 100%. coming out of the, out of the West. Yeah, 100%. Um, but – so you mentioned it, but I wanted to move on. Uh, I just wanted to ask you guys, you know, since the regular season's over and these are all regular season awards, first off, we'll, we'll ask that question first. Who do you guys got for Rookie of the Year? I think uh, the the finalists were LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, and Tyrese. Tyrese Halliburton were the top three guys. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I, think, I think Anthony Edwards will win it. I think LaMelo should win it because, it, one, his team was better, and two – I think what he was doing while he was healthy was a lot more impressive than what Anthony Edwards was doing. Um, but I think just the health issue where he missed a lot of games is probably what's going to keep him from winning the rookie of the year. I got Anthony Edwards winning rookie of the year. I think he should win it too. I think if LaMelo would have stayed healthy, he potentially would have got it. But once LaMelo came back from his injury, he was not playing the same basketball he was the beginning of the season. He was awful in that playing game. I mean, horrible. Yeah. And, Anthony Edwards has had multiple 40-point games um, late in the season here. Anthony Edwards has been playing really good basketball. Um, Anthony Edwards is exciting to watch, too, because he is stupid Michael athletic. Jordan's son. Stupid athletic. Um, love watching Anthony Edwards, too. Even I'm, I think it just, you know, the Timberwolves are awful, so that kind of hurt him a little bit. But I think he'll definitely win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I think um, Will Anthony Edwards – and should is also Anthony Edwards. I, I think the, the games played factor is big. Um, and I know people who vote on NBA awards do take, take stock in games played. Um, and we actually had the discussion at work today because obviously up here, um, anybody who likes the NBA is for the most part a Timberwolves fan. So we pulled up stats and like compared them. And uh, I think Anthony Edwards averaged like three more points and maybe two less rebounds, two less assists. So, I mean, realistically, I don't think what LaMelo did was that more impressive over the entire season um, than Anthony Edwards. And and like Zach said, Anthony Edwards kind of went like this and and Melo was kind of on that path, but then came back and fell off a little bit. So I, I think Anthony Edwards is is the right choice, but uh, heck of a pick and heck of a season for the Kings and Tyrese Halliburton. Though. I mean, that's essentially a steal, steal of the a draft. draft pick. Yeah, steal like, draft, yep. yeah. right. He is. And I mean, the thing is, it's it's kind of crazy because I remember two years ago, Tyrese Halliburton was the one of the most talked about point guards in college basketball. Like he he was like a can't miss kind of guy. And then I don't know, just didn't hear much he about injuries, him. I think. Yeah, he got hurt. And then Iowa State he wasn't out. that he got hurt and Iowa State wasn't that good and kind of fell off until now. And it's kind of like back to the old Tyrese Halliburton. So that's good to see. Yeah, then moving on, we'll go. Uh, who do you guys have for the most improved player? I think it has to be, even though I, I think I was looking at his numbers, or do they have the finalist out for that award yet? First of all, yeah, it's, it's Julius Randle, Michael Porter Jr., and I forget the third guy. Yeah, I think I think Julius Randle is probably the only right answer for me, at least. Who, who do you guys, who do you guys, who do you guys got winning that? Yeah, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is has definitely taken a step this year. Um, and he's definitely playing good basketball, but I mean, he's like the fourth option on the Nuggets. Julius Randle's the option on the Knicks and literally probably their only option. And he's, you know, I mean, he didn't single-handedly carry him to the playoffs. It was more of a team effort, but Julius Randle's playing the best basketball of his career. And to get the Knicks back in the playoffs, get New York buzzing again, I think he's the only right answer. I agree. And I think like he's a big case for the like, you can't call out busts too early, like especially when it's a 19-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. is he what everybody thought he was going to be? No, but, like, he's going to be an all-star, like, probably multiple times, and I, I think that's pretty dang good for any NBA career. So uh, just a case of of didn't, didn't hit right away, and people started calling him a bust, and now he's kind of coming into form. So I think it's – it's a good thing to show that like sometimes things are going to take time when you throw a 19 year old into the NBA with the best basketball players in the entire world. 
And Julius Randle is shooting close to 40% from three. I don't think I would have ever thought that. No, yeah, that's like the later in his career, the way he played in college, I would have never thought that I'd be seeing Julius Randle pull up from three regularly in a game. Right, right. Yeah, I think you look at it, if you look at it this way, you know, Michael Porter Jr. went from averaging 9.3, 4.7, and 0.8 to averaging 19, 7, and, and one assist. So, like, yeah, his numbers went up a lot more than Julius Randle's did, where Julius Randle was averaging 19, 9.7, and three assists, and now he's averaging 24, 10, and six. But if you look at Julius Randle's three-point percentage went from 27%, and he was a career below 30% three-point shooter, to now he's shooting 41% from three. Exactly. And he's become a much better facilitator, and he's come much better on the defensive end with Thibodeau yeah. as his coach. So mm-hmm. I think that's it goes beyond the numbers kind of with his impact and how much more he's impacted team, that team's success than he has in the past. And then lastly, who do you guys got as your MVP? You know who my MVP is. You see how I'm rocking it. Um, I got Jokic MVP. I mean, he's having an absolute outstanding year. He he probably could have averaged a triple-double if he cared about it as much as someone like Russ, but I don't think he really does. Um, but, you know, he's shooting 40% from three, averaging 26, 10, and, you know, whatever he's averaging, eight, nine assists. So, I mean, I think, I think I've got to give it to, to Jokic this year for the MVP. Plus, he's been there all year, you know. I think that's the other big, big factor in it is that he's been there all year. You know, if Braun or Harden or, or um, uh, I was saying KD, you know, some of those guys, if they or or even Embiid, who's you know technically you know the top two right now. If you look at those guys, if they would have been healthy all season, then I think you could be looking at it going a different way. Yeah, I got Jokic winning it too. Um, I like the finals were Curry, Embiid, and Jokic. Um, I think Embiid's kind of falling off out of the. He was probably the early lead for the MVP race at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, but he just kind of steadied off and just didn't really do much the rest of the season. He also got injured for a little bit there. Jokic played all 80 or what they play 72 games. He played every, all 72 games. Jokic did. I mean that right there and his numbers were pretty good this year. I think Curry's made a case for MVP these past couple of games. Um, and even though it's a regular season award, you know, they can't count if he gets them actually into the playoffs that won't count to their voting. Um, but Curry's numbers have also been absurd playing best basketball's career. I'm really upset, though, my man Chris Paul didn't get be one of the finalists because I think if they actually went by what the MVP award was, which was most valuable player, it would be Chris Paul because I don't think anyone's more valuable to their team than Chris Paul has been to the Suns this year. Um, but, you know, they just go by who has the best regular season, not who's actually most valuable. So it's another another issue. But uh, I think Jokic is going to win it, though, for sure. I think Jokic wins it as well. And um, I don't like – I think that overall professional sports, there needs to be a change in like the name of the award, right? Like, because MVP isn't a realistic title of, of the what year. the award is anymore. Like, no, player of the year. Yeah, player of the yeah. year is the correct. Yeah, player of the year is the correct title for it. Um, because I don't know, like, you go by MVP, like, legitimately this year, it probably was Chris Paul, but any any year before this, it's like, it's probably LeBron James, like every year. And so like yep, calling year. it a most mm-hmm. valuable player and like not giving it to the most valuable player in any sport is like, okay, we yep. need to make a change. And they just, usually just give it to whichever team has the best record with the best player that had the best season. Right. Like you're the MVP and it's right. like, okay, but is he really that valuable to his team? You know? Right. Exactly. Cause you take Chris Paul, the Suns, they're a terrible team. And you take Jokic off the nuggets. They're probably still making the playoffs. Right. I think yeah. of the without I Jamal think, Murray, though, I don't know. With Jamal Murray, you know, we're talking, I, you know, yeah. if they still Jamal Murray, not Jokic, they're still making the playoffs. I yeah. think of the MVP finalists, though, like Steph Curry is probably most valuable player. Like the Warriors are not 100%. a the Warriors are not a playoff team without Steph Curry. No, like not yeah. at all. They're a high school team without Curry. <laughs> right. <laughs> like yeah. I I, that, I love Draymond, but when Draymond Green becomes your best player, you're in a bad spot. Yeah. That month of uh, was that the month of April where he hit like ninety eight threes? Yeah, that was like unreal that. to just mm-hmm. go out. Literally every single time you turn on the TV or turn on Sports Center, it's like, yeah, Steph Curry had eleven threes again tonight. It's just like, dude, I've never, I've never hit more than five in a game in my life, and I just can't imagine freak going out there almost every night of the month and dropping double digit three balls. Like, if Curry would have been playing the basketball he's playing for the past like two months, the whole season. 
and the Warriors would have ended up being like the seventh seed or the sixth seed, Curry would probably win MVP over Jokic. Right. right. Yeah. Jokic just getting the third seed for the Jokic and playing all 72 games. You just how can you vote against that? Averaging 32, five and five. Shout out, uh, shout out my guy Flight. Flight team stand up. <laughs> he called it. He called it, man. You did. He called he it. Did. But if that's if that's all you guys got, that's all I've got. Uh, like I said, we'll probably reconvene this little this little trio for the second round and and talk about who we got going into the Western Conference, Eastern Conference Finals, and and a little bit more about what we're looking forward to that that way um, when that time comes. But Zach, we appreciate you coming on and taking yeah, some time every day. Caleb, I appreciate you doing this in between your your uh, two little gigs you got going on. So um, that's all we got. Remember to like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff. We're at Home and Away Podcast on Instagram, Home and Away Podcast on Facebook, Home Away Pod on Twitter, and then uh, you can find us on YouTube at Home and Away Podcast. Uh, if you haven't ever watched these videos on YouTube, you know, give it a chance. You get to Fun. see maybe a little more emotion reaction you get to see some da vinci in there every once in a while which is caleb's cat so uh you know it's it's a different experience if you've never done it before i would say go do it give us a little sub we'd appreciate it a lot and it's free 99 so why not so that's all we got we're out of here episode 19 it's a wrap peace peace